Welcome to AFL Analyzed with Freddie Kay, the podcast with Australia's least insightful footy analysis. I'm Callum Thomas, and alongside me is Brooke. Pleasure to be here, KT. And then, of course, star of the show and the only amateur tennis player we know to have an all-male sheer squad, it's Brady Kay. Oh, there's sometimes girls turn up. Yeah, not not that we've been told. Not about really anywhere really. <laughs> Shout out to Punchy for that one. Uh, well, it's actually time for a new segment called Does Brady Approve? where we present Brett with a few interesting incidents to see if they get his big tick of approval. So to start off... In the Kangaroos-Demons game, Jared Waite was involved in a contest with Sam Frost. Frost was on the ground with Waite standing over him, and Waite pushed him back down before offering his hand to help him up. But then he pulled his hand away as Frost reached for it. Your thoughts on that, Brett? <laughs> what is, geez, he's just playing games, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit cheeky, isn't that it? That is a bit cheeky. So they have a contest, he, he's standing over him, pushes him back down, but then he's like, no, no worries, mate, here's my hand. Takes and it away. Pulls it away when no. he reaches for it. I'd, give him, I'd be giving him a poke when I get when I stand back up, wouldn't I? Oh, okay, so you don't approve <laughs> of uh, of uh, Waite's antics there. Oh, that's pretty average, wouldn't you? You'd want to definitely knock him down after that, wouldn't you? So if that happened in a hockey game with you, Brett, what would would you you'd be willing would to do the same thing? Yeah, you'd give him a bit of a nudge very soon after that, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be having any of that. No, you don't mess that's around the hockey field. No, it's one thing if you're going to push and shove, and that's football. But uh, you know, then uh, giving the hand and uh, taking it away. No. Oh, not up for that. Does that's not. So bit... you would you be pretty pretty sort of rolled up after oh, that if that if that happened to you? Yeah, okay. Very yeah. rolled. Yeah, some, good. Some pretty tough ones. <laughs> Well, uh, the so, next instant. Last week, we did discuss Adelaide's Josh Jenkins playing despite losing seven kilos from food poisoning after eating some dodgy ham. Now, what we didn't know at the time was that when Geelong's Harry Taylor shook his hand after the game, Jenkins noticed a small amount of ham in the palm of his hand. Jenkins nearly threw up as he discovered the ham. What did he think of this kind of chicanery? So, basically, uh, they go to shake hands after the game, and from somewhere... Harry Taylor has put some ham in his the palm of his hand, and when he's shaken it, left it with Jenkins, knowing that he um, had food poisoning from ham. Gee <laughs> whiz. Well, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so that gets British tick of approval. Well, that's after the game. That's quite funny. So, And he would have known he would have been hit by the ham. Like, bam. So okay. where, where do you think he kept the ham throughout the game then to give, him, <laughs> to give it to him at the end? Oh, we know his pants. Uh. <laughs> that's what you do, bro? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if it's been... Is that where spam comes from? No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenkins thinks it was about 25 grams of ham and thought it would be small enough to fit in a sock. So that's his theory for uh, where the ham came from. Where's his sock kept? On his foot. Oh, I guess... <laughs> Oh, sometimes. <laughs> oh, he, pulled out, he pulled out another sock from like, somewhere. Sounds, sounds like the ham's <laughs> filling up the sock and the sock's filling up his he, pants. It's not like he already <laughs> keeps his mobile phone in the sock and he's pulled out of the field. So there's a ham, a phone, and that's all out of his pants. Oh, his buddy package would look huge, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be intimidating, wouldn't it, Brady? <laughs> It'd even vibrate. <laughs> I, I guess what makes it even more bizarre is it's not like they're good friends or anything. They share the same manager, but Jenkins said that barely spoken to each other before that incident. She is. So it's just somebody you don't know. He's heard about the ham story and he thought, oh, well, this will be a laugh. You beauty. Yeah, no, play on, I reckon. So you approve of that? Oh, yeah, play on. That's funny. Well, I know that that Chris Scott came out and said, look, if Harry Taylor's going to kick five goals each week with ham ham in his sock, then go ahead and keep doing it. I guess, what what about the fact that how, how did he get the ham... 
I guess, into the rooms or, like, did he bring it with him? Like, the players get checked before they have to come into grounds, Brett? Because that's a bit sort of odd, unless he's requested maybe at halftime if they can put a bit of a sandwich tray out yeah. and uh, there's some ham there. Ham? All right, yeah, I'll take a bit of that. Because, ha- ha- like, because obviously that's very innocent, giving, you know, it's a bit of playful giving a bit of ham, but also, surely, like, you, you players could bring in pretty much anything then, if that's the case. <laughs> you reckon the whole leg, bring in the whole leg of ham. Well, yeah. Well, not just ham, but just yeah. anything. Well, you reckon there needs to be some sort of ham check before you, you come in? Again, you seem to be stuck on the ham. ham. I'm just saying, like, in general, like... If you can bring ham in, you can bring, bring anything, anything in. That's cool. small enough. Well, it's only 25. 25 grams is very small. Yeah. That's only... So what, you, what you're saying... So you reckon if a security guard did a check of Harry Tyler, he wouldn't have checked his sock or anything for, with, ham. for his for ham, basically? Yeah. Or before the game. Or they're not checking... I reckon they're not checking socks, and they're not, therefore they're not checking packages. It's dangerous. They could bring it I out. reckon some sniffer dogs would, would find the ham. <laughs> pretty quick. They're pretty, <laughs> pretty worried about that. Uh, I think that's all we need. Exactly. And that's why... Uh, well, that's probably not why it's not happening at the Bulldogs, is it? Because they got the... What's, what's the little guy's name on? Oh, the, uh, the mascot. Used yeah. to be said, not anymore. Used to be said. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had, he, had t- he had too many uh, meals of ham, and yeah. it probably was no good, because that ham was long overdue. Yeah, could, could be the case there, Freddy. <laughs> All right, and uh, moving on to the uh, the final incident we'll ask for your approval on. During the Hawks-Swans game on Friday night, there was a lot of argy-bargy between Will Langford and Jared McVeigh, and Langford ended up kissing McVeigh on the cheek. Oh, saw that, yeah. When That's asked it. about it... McVeigh said it was very disrespectful, but does Freddie approve? Oh, no, it's well played. Yep. Yeah, cheeky slap on the uh, on the cheek. Yeah, well done. Slap his lips. Yeah. Slap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smack, I mean. As smack on the, says. Smack on the, on, the, on, the, on the cheek. So you're pro smooching during games. Oh, yeah, that's a cheeky one. Exactly. Well, you, look, there's not Don't do hockey all the time. <laughs> there's not a lot you can get away with in football, but I, I say, well, you know, this is a new approach and uh, take that. Yeah, I mean, it seems to happen probably once every few years. It's, it's not a, a common incident. Um, I guess if it was happening 50 times a game, every game, then maybe the athlete would be looking at it. But there's a, there are a lot worse things that go on during a game than uh, little kids in the cheek. They, 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 can't, they can't take this away. Uh, that would just be, uh, just be seen as a homophobe. Yep. They've got to say, yep, we're all for that. Equal rights. And it did actually get under McVeigh's skin because he uh, gave away a free kick in retaliation. <laughs> so, uh, well, well played. Well played, Langford, you yeah. So really, out of all of those ones, Jared Waits was the worst, as yeah. in you wouldn't give that the ticket for probably. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's don't a bit, like that. Yeah, it's a bit unsportsmanlike. Put your hand out. But the, ha- the hand and the kissing, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hand tick, hand kissing well. tick, pulling your hand away, cross. I, and I think that's the way the audiences uh, would see it, I think, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't have a live audience here to confirm that, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Freddie knows his, his list of base pretty well. I think we do. Well, actually, I think we do know his list yeah. of base pretty well, actually. <laughs> All right, and in Tim English Watch, the Bulldogs rookie Ruckman, whom Freddie tipped to be this year's rising star, was again left out of the side. However, he was named as an emergency, but things didn't go very well in the reserve side. Tim English has suffered a suspected fractured cheekbone just before half-time in this 79-point loss. Concerning news there, Brett. That is. How's he going to get a rising star if he's injured? Well, it is suspected, so maybe um, okay. maybe we'll get some good news. But given he doesn't have a nomination yet, he's going to have to play at least one game. He was very close. He was an emergency yeah. this week. He was getting closer. Yeah, so coach has listened. Put him in. Just about. Uh, ooh, yeah, cheek. Suspected cheek fracture. Hmm. Hmm. We won't be doing a lot of talking to them, right? No, probably won't be. Uh, another. It's hard to hard to 
Oh, Hard to talk the coach into uh, getting you to play when you can't talk, can you? Might have to give him a bit of a nudge, nudge instead. Maybe a kiss on the cheek. Maybe that's all we can do. Well, that could be painful. Yeah, that could be So, just as KT alluded to there, um, we have done a segment where you were the doctor before. So, for a mm. frat, let's say he has fractured his cheekbone. A, a quick doctor's doctor. Just, just if you could, because we don't know how much you do like Tim English. So, yeah, put the other hat on. If um, you could help him out, it would be good. You wear many hats, bro. Fractured, yeah, yeah, that's true. Fact, fractured cheek, uh, and uh, it's a bit we, of... we believe that's uh, cheek in the in the head, not the the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What was he getting up to? If that was the case, um, <laughs> um, cheek. Yeah, that's a oh, that's a tricky one because you got to you want to keep your head away from getting whacked, whacked yes. obviously, and he didn't and got it whacked. Uh, so. I don't know. I don't know. Bung a cold steak on there just yeah. to well, exactly. relieve the, the pain a bit. Wear a, wear a helmet, maybe. That, oh, yeah. That you could probably do that. You could be the tallest man to wear a helmet as well. That's I'm true. Sure yeah. this, so. that, that will have to be a fairly big helmet, though, just yeah. to go around his whole cheek as yeah. well as the top of that. And there's not going to be a lot of people <laughs> that... <laughs> like a motorcycle. There's not a lot... No, no, no. There's not a lot of people that could get... If he's, you know, he's a tall man. Um, he's not... You know, I remember Daniel Kerr used to always get his head chopped off and, you know, because he's not, so not short. Not literally. Not chopped off, no, no, but uh, chopped, you know, whacked that. When you, with the, yeah. the shorter blokes often get taken out with a bit of, a bit of, a, a, bit of a clothesline have yeah. action because, you know, players coming in for the tackle, but at least English won't be that, so there's less chance Oh, of, so you reckon if he just stands upright, he, he's safe? <laughs> he should be. So he should just push through and play. Well, yeah, cheek bone, I think you could play through that one, couldn't you? Yeah, so I mean, cheek I guess... For, fracture. It's only a fracture. And you know, this, right? and, I, and I was going to say, you know, we'll allude to later on. I think the Bullies need him in the team, yeah. don't they? At this point in the season, yeah. So just calling on the rookie to play through, maybe give him a week to team. hopefully get things right. Well, if he if he did play through state. with a fractured cheekbone, he surely would get the Rising Star nomination because oh, that yeah. would just show tremendous courage. Exactly. Maybe even give him a week to let a little bit of heal or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not locking him for next week. He played before the end of the put season. Put the helmet that on. That you can guarantee. The right helmet. they got the good helmets <laughs> these days, like you alluded to. But, I mean, what, what you've uh, said, he won't even need a helmet because he's so tall. He can just, um, as long as he stands so up. Right, up, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, one, no one's going to be able to touch him. Well, that's the idea. Yeah. I mean, if it was a leg injury, then sure. Um, oh, well, that, anyone can knock him there, but then... No, no, Cheekbone, if you stand up that high, they won't be able to touch his face. Yep. That's it, I reckon he'd be safe. Yeah, bit of, bit of left field uh, that I was gonna, advice there. But... He's going to be running around so fast, hopefully I won't be able to catch him anyway. Oh, of course, so he does have electric pace. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Almost <laughs> as fast as a uh, old British guy. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. yeah, even a young British guy. He's quick, quick, quick and agile, he's young, quick and, quick and agile, and keep that face away from everyone, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> things will go well. Well, unless he's, he's obviously got to look for the occasional person coming in for the pet, so, but I don't think they'd be able to reach those. They'd have to jump, no, wouldn't yeah. they? <laughs> unless, unless Sandy makes a comeback later this season, I'm not really sure anyone's going to be, uh, I think that'd, like. that'd probably go down as a headbutt, because you'd have to really launch into the yeah. case, wouldn't you? So, uh, you'd probably get a freaky. Yeah, you'd probably get a freaky. So. All right, and it's time for another edition of Headlines for Brady, where we, we read out some recent headlines. And Brady's going to use his unmatched AFL knowledge and unique intelligence to explain to us what the article is about. The first article headline we have for today is Waiting Game Over for Hungry Fans at the G. Waiting Game Over. Waiting Game Over for Hungry Fans at the G. What's that article all about, Freddie? Ah. Uh, okay. Well, I reckon a team yep. hasn't won in a while. Yep. And... They've got the win on the board. 
So that would be. So that their weight is over those uh, the fans. Hungry yeah. Fans. yeah. The hungry fans. Oh, it'd probably be Collingwood. We know what I thought. Collingwood hadn't won in a while. So, just to confirm, uh, the article is about hungry Collingwood fans who have just had their appetite for wins satisfied. Satisfied. Was that against West Coast last week, was it, you're talking about? And by West Coast, Collingwood, Collingwood played West Coast last week. Oh, that's, what I'm that's right. That's, that's what I'm assuming. That's exactly Even right. though the article, the headline says at the G, and that game was at Eddie Had Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Going to go with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, so it's, just, it's basically because, yeah, Brett doesn't have a lot of confidence in journalists to uh, get all the minor details. That's right. right. The venue's the venue correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. So uh, what it's really about, the MCG <laughs> is set to use artificial intelligence, sensors, and advanced algorithms to display live waiting times on screens around the stadium for food outlets. So it's basically, you know, you go to the footy and uh, you want to duck out at maybe half time and grab a, a pie or something, but you don't know how long the wait's going to be. So you you could be gone like half an hour and the game started by the time you get back. This should theoretically allow people to look at the the food options and go, well, it's going to be 30 minutes wait for a pie. I might try chicken treat or whatever. Yeah. There's only five minute wait. I can go in there and... That's good. Good idea, Brett. That is a great idea. Get your ticket of approval. I like that. I like that. Because if you know, you know, it's just gone quarter time, but the time, the time wouldn't be accurate, would it? Well, I mean, I did mention that they're going to use artificial intelligence, sensors, and advanced algorithms. And let's face it, the AFL are very cutting edge with everything, so um, they wouldn't get anything wrong, I don't think. Right? I feel like it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, yeah, this is five-minute extra wait on the freeway. But by the time you react and you get up and it's like five minutes, you get it's going to be 15 minutes by the time I get there because you're like, we've already thought, oh, five minutes, we'll all get up. Yeah, so I would I mean, like Brett to go over the the algorithm and maths that the AFL is going to yeah. use just to, just to double check, just, just, to, just to make sure that you know yeah, everything's going to maths. Because I think I'd have more confidence in it if yeah. Brett was to look over it. Exactly. If it yeah. says five minutes and it's it's quarter time, I reckon people are going to be hungry and thirsty at quarter time. Yeah, you get in there, people get there late. You watch the first quarter and go, all right, now we're going to top up. Yeah, right. So, uh, you like the idea, you just don't have a lot of confidence in the execution. I don't do, I don't reckon I'll have the mass right. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and then what will happen is, they'll keep, they'll, they'll, they'll try to get the times down because they want people to go to the stores. So they'll, it'll always be lower well, than what it really is. Yeah, perhaps. Well, we do know the AFL has got the maths wrong on draws and wins yep. in, in the past in terms of ladder points and whatnot. Good point. And exactly. so, so, I mean, you've said the maths is incorrect yeah. without looking at it. What would be the correct maths for this, Brett, if you could just take us well, that? If it's five minutes. Do you have, do you have an algorithm that you could just speak to us? I would say, I would say the, the, the wait time should never be five. Or it should be like What a, if there's no one in the line? It should be like a... It should give you two numbers. This is what I mean. Two numbers. Two numbers. Yeah. Should be what it is now and what we predict it to be. I I assume that's what they're doing. But uh, again, I haven't seen the algorithm. They're like, if you go now, it's it's going to be like, and you're there at the counter, be like five minutes. But like, if you leave your seat now, because we're expecting like everyone to flood in because it says five minutes. Yeah. It's probably going to be more like. Well, it's supposed to change live though. So I guess as people line up, that should change, and then probably go. The people who would. About to leave there are going to go, oh, well, maybe Yeah, you want to go, you go to the other place. Boom. Quarter time. It's now, you know, like one minute, but we expect it to be like 10 minutes by the time you get there from your chair. Potentially, yeah. I would hope they anticipate Ooh. that there's going to be a surge in the break. So you, you've there got should a, be a, another I idea. Know, I just had a thought. There should be, oh, depending boy. on which seat you're in as well, it should be calculated. So if you're in the middle seats of a, of, of, of a certain aisle. So it's this time break. your walk. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to. Where where are these sensors positioned in that 
sort of out. Well, doesn't they come to your seat? Yeah, on every seat. Doesn't it yeah. come to your seat? As soon as somebody leaves their seat, bam. Hang on, where's it come to? No, you have to walk up to the the food outlet. But I assume they might create an app, I guess, to let yeah. you know that, okay, there's a 10-minute wait to get a, yeah. get a pie. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking if she comes to the seat, the seat has a little dialogue. Oh, you you sort of like over so, but, five minutes but, at but, that seat. But what um, happens if there's no back of the seat in front of you where you are? How's that going to work? What dial's going to pop up? And how are they going to tell which direction you're going? Yeah. Well, should, well, be so, so maybe everyone needs to wear a <laughs> sensor when they enter the crown. Every and they need to sort of advise oh. before you do anything. I'm going to the toilet. I'm going to chicken tree. I'm going to get it. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to get up to go to the toilet and that be factored in. Yeah. Okay. So when you, you buy your algorithm. This is how I do. When you buy the ticket, you know you get the seat, right? Yep. So that's electronic. So they know which seat you're in to start with. And then when you join up with the app, they see your name. Which, which doesn't it, exist as far as we know, but go on. It joins up with the app with the your name, which then finds out what seat you're in. What happens? What <laughs> happens if you're giving the ticket to a friend because you can't make it? Well, that would screw with things. <laughs> your name, they know your name. They can look that up. They cross reference that to the manual seat. It automatically does this through the app, and then they know exactly which seat you're in. And then it works out whether you're stuck in the middle and it's going to be a mile. Like they haven't taken into consideration like jumping over chairs and random stuff. They work out where you, where you have to walk and. Based you know, on height, weight, uh, muscle density. Well, yeah, and then they work out how many people they're going to put in the. Which you provide to them exactly. before you go into the, the ground. Yeah, because some people might not like pies. So yeah. Yeah. once all that's done, then you know. All right, it takes me three minutes, and the crowd's going to build up to ten minutes by the time we get there. It's going to accurately predict how much KFC would take to get a return trip and back. It definitely sounds like this is a flawed process. Yeah, it's got at the moment. Just leave it to Brett. He's ironed out all the flaws. In yeah, so we've had it in five minutes. I yeah, mean, and you've really cleared everything up. It's very simple. Uh, all right, we might press on. Uh, <laughs> the next headline for you, Brady. Roden's long road rolling on. Roden's long road rolling on. Now, what is that headline about, Brady? Roden, so that's player. Roden. It's for... Mm-hmm. can't remember what team he plays for. Okay. Port Adelaide? Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, I would say he's extended his contract and, uh, <laughs> and he wants to play on. Interesting. Uh, so it's basically about the life journey of David Roden, who played for Richmond and also Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide but has been retired for some years now. Damn it. uh, it's about his journey coming to Australia from Fiji as a kid, becoming an AFL footballer, and now transitioning to his role as an AFL goal umpire. So he umpired his second game ever over the weekend after uh, debuting in round 16. How old is he? Uh, I'm not sure of his He's going to goal umpiring. Yeah, I would guess late 30s if I had a, had a stab at it. He was a good player, wouldn't he? Yeah, he pretty good. And now he's a goal umpire. Good on him. Yep. Hmm. So slightly Well, awesome. kind of, yeah, extending the contract, getting into the game. All right, well, that's, that's very contract. interesting. Yeah, you didn't specifically say... You said he was a player and he was extending his contract. Yeah. I mean, you didn't necessarily mean... Extending his contract as a player, obviously. No. Because you knew he'd retire. Yeah. No. Okay. And the final headline... Well, you Adelaide, right? Yeah, that was his second time. <laughs> the final headline, Ruse better on a meat and three veg day. The headline is, Ruse better on a meat and three veg day. Um, What's that all about, Freddie? You can see the mind ticking over at the moment. 
Well, it's probably just uh, health advice for uh, kangaroos, I'd, I'd suggest. Kangaroos, uh, what do you mean exactly? So, well, for kangaroos in general, you know, meat and the animals or, or, um, or the animal team. Okay. Yeah. So this was on afl.com.au, this article. Well, it's if it's dietary advice for kangaroos <laughs> reading. Well, that makes sense. Have you seen the AFL? They put up all sorts of stuff. Okay. So, um. I think it's important. You know what? They're probably sponsored by Healthway. So, you know, they, you know, they need to know how, 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 kangaroos, <laughs> <laughs> how kangaroos are looked after. And it's, you know, meet yeah. them three You try to encourage them away from Encourage the kangaroos <laughs> to make sure that they get their meat and three veg in. What, what meat are they eating, Brett? Yeah. I might stop you from digging your hole there, Brett, and I'll just quote Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin about their loss to the Kangaroos over the weekend. It's a meat and three veg day where you've got to get your hands dirty and just hang in there and hang in the contest and fight and scrap your way at times. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I guess he's, yeah, meat and three veg, I guess. Is, he probably um, didn't have anything else really that he could say and he just sort of made I mean, that up and that was it. Yeah. So. so he said some strange things yeah, and right. uh, you probably didn't accurately predict it. I don't think anyone could have really predicted Predict that, that's, one. that That's even above Brett's sort of knowledge. Although I don't think many other people would have thought it was an article on afl.com.au showing dietary advice for, for kangaroos. kangaroos. No. But I don't see why not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, to finish off, we're very proud to announce that we already know what the final eight will be for this year's finals. Freddie has been working furiously with AFL.com.au's ladder predictor, so we're able to confirm the final ladder four rounds early. And it will be on top, Adelaide, second, GWS, third, Richmond, fourth, Geelong, fifth, Port Adelaide, sixth, the Sydney Swans, seventh, Essendon, and eighth, the Melbourne Demons. Uh, yeah, very exciting news for all those teams that mm-hmm. have uh, been confirmed in the final eight. You, you happy with that list, Freddie? Look, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shock. I think Eagles <laughs> is just outside the uh, the nine, uh, eight ninth position by percentage, by quite a bit, bit of percentage. Yep. So they're going to be disappointed. That so they would uh, to defy me there in my predictions. They would have predictions. To, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's, that's a more fact now. Yeah, yeah. to defy the facts, time travel or whatever. Uh, they would have to. Um, it would have to be a, a definitely an upset or, or two to get them to break in. Yeah. So, um, considering you're a pretty one-eyed Eagles supporter, I don't think yeah. it's very encouraging that they still missed out. That's it. That, well, yeah, exactly. They road home. Good, good for punters to know though that yeah. who's going to be in the top eight, eight now. Home. They can sort of place well, their place bets. Your bets. Yeah. Put your money on it because lock that in. Let's hope we don't put the betting companies out of business with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's about all we have time for today. That was the AFL Analyze. Thanks for listening.